this blanket of snow at various thicknesses. I've heard you also talk about it as a blanket of forgiveness that gets kind of draped over the landscape. That was Jennifer Newsom, half of Dream the Combine, the award-winning architect art duo with Tom Carruthers. But more on that in a moment. You're listening to The Great Northern Podcast. I'm your host, Jeffy Nilica. During this limited series, we'll get to listen in on conversations had by artists, chefs, architects, and thinkers who are shaping the culture of the North. The Great Northern celebrates cold, creative winters through 10 days of diverse programming that invigorate the mind and body. In an era of changing climate that threatens our signature season, the Great Northern seeks to create community, inspire action, and share the resilient spirit of the North with the world. For more information, visit thegreatnorthernfestival.com. In this episode, we get to know Dream the Combine. Partners in work and life, Jennifer and Tom create site-specific installations that explore metaphor, imaginary environments, and perceptual uncertainties. They've been published widely, including features in Metropolis Magazine, Architectural Record, and the New York Times. We get to hear about the creation of their project for the Great Northern, Tracking, a Polyrhythm of Winter. Over a series of five movement prompts distributed over text messages, project participants will co-author a collective archive of winter. Everyone is invited to send audio, video, and images that capture their experiences of winter. That material will inform a final audio project released on the spring equinox, March 20, 2021. We hope you'll join in this practice with us. Check out the show notes for more information on the project and a link to register as a participant. Like tracking itself, I find their conversation to be reflective, playful, and generous. Here's Jennifer and Tom. Hi, this is Jennifer Newsom. I'm Tom Carruthers. And we're talking to you here from our studio in Minneapolis, Minnesota. What are some of your like earliest winter memories, Tom? You know, I uh, I grew up in Canada, and so snow and the quantity of it was not really an issue. Uh, I built a lot of like some of the first things I ever built in my life. I think I can remember. Uh, primarily them just being from snow, whether it was the the kind of heavier, gluier, stickier snow of Vancouver or the sometimes the more powdery, light, colder snow uh, of uh, of Whistler. And uh, winter is one of these things that it's funny, you just you step into it and you feel it. it for, at least for me, it doesn't take much of a transition, but it's something I look forward to all year. Mm. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. It's it's I think also now that we have kids, it's turning into one of my favorite seasons. Like I've I've always been a fall person, but now I really love winter because I get to see it through our kids' eyes a little bit more. So lots of time on sledding hills. And I would say my most potent memory of winter is the nineteen ninety one snowfall in Minneapolis. Um I remember I was trick-or-treating and ended up in like an epic snowball fight with some older kids in the neighborhood that I was trick-or-treating in. But that was the, the year that there was a dump of, of three feet of snow uh, in one evening over Halloween. Um, but, you know, I think that we all have these really uh, kind of like deep memories of winter 
and in some ways our project is a way of tapping into um, you know some of those kind of I think deeper maybe resonances that we might have about winter and just sort of bringing our awareness uh, to those a little bit more acutely. Pivoting to talking about atmosphere, right? That like, you know, you see the water physicalized as snow on the ground or as ice on the ground or, you know, hanging from an eave of a house or something like that as an icicle. But, you know, we're breathing water in all the time. And out. And out, <laughs> right? So um, what we're proposing for the festival are a series of, of walks or actually, I don't want to limit it by saying that they're movements. walks. They're, they're a series of movements. Um, the last one of which will be a kind of um, sort of culminating document that compiles all the previous recordings from the, the movements before it. But um, the first one of those is about the breath, right? And about um, kind of bringing your awareness to your breath, understanding that, you know, when you go outside in the wintertime because of the differences in, in the dew point, um, you know, your breath actually becomes a kind of physical physical thing, right? We can see the condensate of our breath when we move outside in winter. Uh, so it's another way that water becomes this kind of like odd hovering sort of spectral, I don't know, gaseous <laughs> thing that we get to encounter that we don't, we don't experience water in the same way in the summertime. Um, so you know, I think it's uh, thinking about our breath and about the atmosphere is another way to think about how we're all sort of related to one another. And I mean, and so much of the time recently has been about like separating, you know, my breath from someone else's, right? Um, and so there's a kind of odd way in which the atmosphere has taken on a sort of sinister note too. Um, it's threatening. Right, like from both from a public health perspective and also a political perspective. So there's these it's kind of multiple simultaneities that are informing this project in a way that we hope that with the initial exercise of breathing, by the time we get to the end with this kind of sonic landscape that will be released in the flood, the thaw, the spring, that they kind of build sequentially but also build simultane simultaneously. Yeah, I mean, our hope is that people take these prompts that they'll receive via text message um, on the day of the event, and the prompt is a way of setting out with some intention for the day, uh, that people will send us images, audio recordings, video, uh, of their experiences of winter, um, kind of motivated by that prompt. And then our intention is to take all of that as source material in a kind of collective authorship of the project. Uh, and then working with a filmmaker and musician, Isaac Gale, that we've, we've worked with a number of times in past, past projects. Um, we'll be combining those into this kind of you know, sonic uh, and, and potentially also visual 
um, sort of audiovisual image uh, of this time. Um, mm-hmm. So it becomes kind of like a snapshot or like a uh, just another sort of representation of winter, an interpretation of winter that um, hopefully will have some of the ideas of of uh, slowness, of breath, of water, of imprinting, right? Like how the snow holds tracks. Right? The name of the piece is Tracking, and so I think that's also the way in which the landscape holds time in a different way through this kind of imprint in the, in the snow and in the ice. It's also the kind of palimpsest of all of these um, different inputs from the audience, uh, from people who are uh, out experiencing the out-of-doors and, and sending us little snippets of that experience, um, and the layering of those things on top of one another as this kind of audio track also. Um, yeah, it's a polyrhythm of winter. That's a great way of putting it. That should be our subtitle, Tracking a Polyrhythm of Winter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, it is. I love how you described the, the, this blanket of snow at various thicknesses. I've heard you also talk about it as a blanket of forgiveness that gets kind of draped over the landscape. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, in past conversations how you know, in winter, there's sort of this, like, odd chromatic shift, like the ground is all white and incredibly bright, and edges become less distinct, right? You, you can't necessarily discern as easily between, you know, the edge of the street, the beginning of the sidewalk, the beginning of someone's yard. It all gets sort of smoothed over. Um, and that, I think that's really kind of magical is sort of like this reset i mean there's something so beautiful and sublime about freshly fallen snow it reflects the light in different ways like it brings you into your body uh in in ways that when you were you know when we're used to sun or cloud overhead and you know concrete grass gravel rock asphalt whatever underfoot all of a sudden the sky is reflected back to you and the ceilings of your residence or your place of work are brighter. And sometimes the horizon of snow and sky come together. And so you, there are moments where it's hard to tell. You know, if you're out on a lake, say a big lake like Lake Superior, and the lake freezes over, it's very hard to tell where sky and earth end. So there's something like a full, that then it becomes a kind of, like a full atmospheric body that you're in. In some of our past work, I'm thinking about the installation Hide and Seek at PS1 here, where it was a competitive process and we chose to hang the competition on what for us was a fairly, it felt vulnerable, uh, where we we thought about from the very earliest stages, about how do you create a project that's an invitation to people, that's an invitation to performance? How do you uh, and as we know, public schools are not uniformly welcoming. You know, how do you... museums, you mean? Well, it's formerly a public school. It has the shape of a public school, the form, the walls. 
because it has the enclosure and reputation of a museum. Uh, but how do you get people to feel in place, in that particular place? And so we were using there a kind of idea of reflectivity to, to kind of break down an environment. And here with winter, it's a rhythm that we can easily kind of endure without paying attention to until the next season. And yet winter breaks down our environment as well. And What do you mean by that, it breaks down our environment? Fresh snow reimagines the place where you are. Yeah. It gives, you know, in, in many, you know, <laughs> I can't speak for everyone else, but like, things are taking a lot more effort at present. You know, it can be emotional effort, and that can be being a parent, that can be, a pra like, you know, engaging with and supporting your practice. Uh, yeah, I think there's something about in winter that the season, like, holds time in a different way. I mean, it can be just thinking straight, right? Like, there's a lot of challenging aspects to the present moment. And there's a kind of grace to winter. Yeah. I like that as a description, thinking about it as a period of grace and a period of slowness. Um, we were looking at, you know, some trees that didn't have leaves on them, obviously, recently, and our daughter said, are those trees dead? And I was like, oh, no, 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 they're not dead. They're just dormant. Mm. Everything is waiting. Everything is gathering its strength. Right? So there's something about the slowness, the quiet of winter that I think, yeah, it can be really healing. It can be like a balm, as you described it as a kind of grace. I think that's quite beautiful. And maybe that's where, is that where we should end? Thanks, everybody, for uh, going on this ramble with us. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, indeed. Thanks again to Jennifer Newsom and Tom Carruthers of Dream the Combine. Check out the show notes for more information on their project and a link to register as a participant. If you're inspired by this episode, please rate and leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. I'm Jeffy Nilica, your host and producer of the Great Northern Podcast. Our sound engineer is Lily Wen. Kate Nordstrom is executive director. Natalie Rahman is festival producer. Music in this episode is provided by Dave King. The Great Northern is supported by the McKnight Foundation, Askov Finlayson, U.S. Bank, the Minneapolis Foundation, Greater MSP, I Ponder, Meet Minneapolis, the Carlson Family Foundation, Caribou Coffee, Weinstein Hammonds Gallery, Climate Generation, Nature Valley, Minnesota Public Radio, Renaissance Minneapolis Hotel, The Depot, and Sahan Journal.